Welcome to Your Booked, the podcast for literary nosy parkers who'd like the chance to snoop around their favourite author's bookshelves. I'm Daisy Buchanan, your book inspector. I'll be going into authors' homes, sifting through their book collections. And I'll be asking our guests all about the first forbidden books they read under the covers, the beloved books they've borrowed and never given back, and those impressive heavyweight hardbacks that make them look like intellectual giants, even though they couldn't get beyond the first 20 pages. We'll also be talking about what makes readers into writers, how our guests became book lovers, and their favourite reading memories, all with a dash of intelligence and a dollop of irreverence. Here's a small sample of a few upcoming shows. Our guests include Dolly Alderton, whose early literary memories are rather erotic. Tell me about the first book you read that you knew you really weren't supposed to be reading. The Joy of Sex. Oh, wow! Yeah. Yeah. And I think that The Joy of Sex is the reason why I like men with such big beards (laughs) who look like they're straight out of a 70s porn film that's like my type is 70s porn star and I think it must have been because the first understanding of my own sexuality and male sexuality was reading that book and I was incredibly young so that must have left an imprint on my brain where did you get it did your parents have it my mum had it yeah my mum's vibe is very the joy of sex god love her did you have it was it under her bed did you have to wait till she was out and sneak it no I remember I've never actually talked to her about this I remember seeing it on at the top of her bookshelf and I remember waiting until I would get really excited if she ever left their house because I would climb up and, and go find it and then pour through it and it was illustrations and then I found there were, there were actual photos as well of sort of <laughs> close up anatomy and I carried on sort of going and dipping into it and reading the whole thing up until I was probably about 14. <laughs> <laughs> Nina Stibby, who talked about the difference between inspiration and straight up theft. Which voice are you the most tempted to borrow or steal? Is it Edna O'Brien or the other writers that keep coming up? A bit well, I, I think you, I think you can't help it. Um, I noticed in my first book, which is the letters I wrote, there's a subtle change about halfway through after Nina has read Adrian Mole. Ah, you know, so she talks. She said in one of the letters, she says, "We're all reading these this." diary um adrian mole and then my own letters have a slightly moly flavor after that and you know there are things that i noticed in the real world and comment on in the letters to my sister that i don't know whether a pre-mole me would have even noticed Mm. that thing or mentioned it there's a there's a, a dog called ted hughes and I think, you know, would would I have noticed he was called Ted Hughes had I not read about Pandora's horse? I think we're all picking up things. Nikesh Shukla, who read what he wasn't allowed to watch on TV. The one book that I got from the library that had the biggest impact on me was... Um, so I saw the advert for the BBC adaptation of The Buddha of Suburbia. And I was like, wow, uh, there's a brown guy who's like... <laughs> like taking loads of drugs and listening to rock and roll and And having sex with everybody yeah this looks amazing (laughs) um but i knew because there was one tv in the house because it was the 90s 80s and 90s like 
and my parents would watch that. They would always watch the nine o'clock news. They weren't going to let me watch the Buddha of Suburbia, but I, from the advert, I gleaned that it was a, it was based on the book. So I was like, they don't care if I get out of the library because that's just reading. So I got out of the library, and I, I really remember reading that first line. My name is Kareem Amir, and I'm an Englishman through and through, almost. And that one word, almost, was like it was like the first time I felt I'd felt seen as a like a weird teenage brown kid who went to a predominantly white school and how old were you like 14 15 I think and like that's part of why I think it's really important that people feel represented is that I want everyone to have that bit of suburbia moment Mm -hmm. where they read a story and they resonate that story resonates with them so much that they don't feel weird or they don't feel alone or they don't feel isolated Lucy Vine, who has a scatological approach to library duties. So let's have a look at um, what is on your bookshelf. My top shelf are books that I will come back to and reread over and over again. They're kind of um, some very old, some newer, um, but they're my favourite books. Um, They're just wonderful. There's quite a lot of zombies. Down the end. Um, We've got um, Sarah Silverman, The yeah. Bedwetter. I was going to say, that brings us back to the bathroom. I know, but it doesn't I just really, want to talk it? about um, just we and poo as much as possible. And it's next to Winnie the Pooh. I know. <laughs> that was an accident, but it shouldn't have been an accident. So, so now we know what your system is, <laughs> Exactly, yes. From, from we to poo in that order. And many more favourites from our own bookshelves. If you ask a writer to tell you about their favourite book, they might frown, look slightly panicked and then name a novel by Dickens or Austen or something obscure and impenetrable from the 1971 Booker Longlist. I know that while they're reaching for a clever answer, they're picturing the bashed beloved copy of Riders by Jilly Cooper, which is under their bed, face down, spine straining under the weight of the pages, which are open at the point where Janie seduces Billy in The Bluebell Wood. This is where I got the idea for your book. I'm a writer, I'm a reader, and while I will never dispute the excellence of Dickens and Austen, I have read Riders at least 20 times. I'll never forget the year I turned 13, in which I waded my way through Lorna Doone and devoured a contraband copy of Valley of the Dolls. The latter made all the more exciting because I knew that if my mum or the school librarian caught me red-handed... I was in for a big telling off. Making this podcast is a nosy person's dream come true, and I found you can have some very intimate conversations if you use books as a cover. Your book owes a huge debt to our dream future guest, the podfather, Adam Buxton. It was partly inspired by Vinyl Justice from the original Adam and Joe show. Adam, if you're listening, please can I come and look at your books, and will you wear a joke shop police helmet while I snoop around? We've talked to so many funny, smart, fascinating writers, and there are so many more to come. So listen, enjoy, and don't forget, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, and it's never too late to get your Sweet Valley High books down from your mum's loft. So, if you're a writer, a reader, or simply someone who loves to snoop, please subscribe. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. For all the information on upcoming shows and guests, go to acast.com slash booked. 
tweet me and tell me whose shelves you'd like to inspect at Not Roller Girl, or find me on Instagram at The Daisy Bee, that's bee like the insect, to see some seriously good shelfies. Episode one with Dolly Alderton will be out very soon. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>